Mosaic Comics. To my right, APAT himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, G Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. We are here to tell you about the comic books coming out for this week. Not this week, though. Uh, so I just lied to you directly to your face. Uh, this week starts our uh, week, our, our annual December. We do December's all the same. We have our annual awards for the past year. And we also have our Christmas party. So this week is the start of the awards season and the week of Christmas. We'll have our Christmas party, as I explained in the last episode. So if you are curious on how that will work, go back to the last episodes at the end of the show. Uh, but this week, and you probably already see it, uh, we'll talk about the best new series of 2021. Uh, any book that uh, started at least December of last year is what we stated last time. So uh, there's a couple of r- r- rule bending because... Uh, Papa realized uh don't read a lot of ongoing series anymore. A lot of minis. I mean, I think that's the way the market's going now. So they want to get in and out. They like a lot of those books are image or some sort of different uh independent not independent, but you know what I mean. It's not Marvel or DC, and they can do minis. And I don't think there's that stigmatism. Stigmatism. There's that stigma <laughs> anymore about having a mini. Remember before they used to hide that? They don't hide it anymore. And uh I think it's fine. So uh, when I was looking through my thing, I was like, these are all fucking minis, bro. There's even one I put on the list, and I was like, oh, here we go. And then I saw it was a mini. I was like, motherfucker. Like, I didn't say, it literally said issue one, two, three, and four. And I was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't a mini. And then I got to number five, and it said five or six. And I was like, why didn't you say that at the beginning? I guess maybe it became a mini. I don't know. Fucking know. Anyways, uh, and it actually ended up not being on my list once I added all other minis, so. Uh, I, I might have some honorable mentions since the rubric changed a half hour before this recording. But listen, I, uh, I, I, we were going to come on this show, and I was going to have one book because there's only one ongoing that I feel. I'm just giving you shit. I agree. Like, That's the way the market's going because it was very difficult to find five new books that are still ongoing in 2020 to 2021. Because that what? is the thing. I will give an honorable. That's, that's oh, been my dream since we started doing this thing. Is like let's just do whatever came out this year. And it all counts, but no, we had to have the rules. And now look at this—we're like, fuck the rules. We're doing what we want. Five years later, well, like in, we're not salv- we're not savages. The though. way that this originally we have fucking order in this podcast, <laughs> the, the way that originally this category came up was like it was to get five series that like were the best this year that people can jump on and have a new ongoing series. But if it's just brand new this year, and like even if it completed this year, it shouldn't be disqualified just for that reason because it doesn't have a chance and. Like, I can't say it's not a brand, like, one of the best new series and then not put it on the best, like, books of the year. That doesn't even make sense. So it should be able to be on this list if it's new this year. Obviously, there's shit that's been going on for a while, like a saga, even though they come out this year. But, for example, if it did, oh, Deadly Class. Let's say Deadly Class. Like, that's not brand new, obviously, but it could go on the on the best books of 2021. So, anyways, to not uh, further uh, explain any kind of rules, but that's where <laughs> we were today. And uh, I realized uh, too many minis. And so we kind of have a mixed bag here. And as Garrett stated, he kept his uh, new adjusted list, but also he has some honorable mentions. We'll talk about those too. Um, one of the the and then you actually Garrett, this might be bringing it up a little too soon, but um, and it might uh, I don't know tip your hand at all about what's on your list, but there is one book that I do regret not catching up with enough to feel like I could put on this list that I really wanted to uh, do, and that was uh, Snow Angels. Uh, ah, 
You know, I did I did look at the Comixology originals, and Snow Angels would have counted because I did look up that the first issue was out in February, and it literally just ended last week, the entire series. Yeah. So, um, and I read it. I mean, you're not wrong. If you would have caught up on that, and Alex, I hope someday you get Comixology because that book are out in print from Dark Horse for full price, and uh, it was fucking <laughs> incredible. Like, it was awesome. And, like, Jock does the art, so... Yeah. Jack, That's not a Jeff Lemire. For sure. So, uh, those comicology, I, like, uh, the reason why, I, I'll just say that none of them run on my list, but I am reading most of them. But because they're something that is always accessible to me for free, like, I, I, I've I, read, like, one issue here and there of a lot of those. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll catch up more. But, like, I feel like I got to binge those. Like, I don't know why. It's just the way my mindset is. If it's free and it's going to be on there, it's like, oh, I know the rest are going to come. And I don't have to worry about how am I ever going to get it. And it's not like I have to worry about budgeting it into any kind of budget. Like, it's always going to be there. So, Well, I cracked the system. They all The Comixology originals all come out on Tuesdays. So right away I see them come out. I check the new Comixology list, and I download them right away. So they're in my book queue, basically. There we go. That's the way to work it, uh, the G-Dub way. Um, uh, but, you know, thinking about 2021... Overall, when I was looking at this list and what a year it's been, I noticed that, at least for my taste, uh, at least if I'm looking at the books that I've gotten over the last year, I noticed that my Marvel intake is very low. Uh, I noticed that my DC is like, okay, not super low, but okay. And everything else is very high. Like, that's what I'm getting now. Um, But what's weird is, like, everything that I'm getting from everybody else are all writers or artists that I grew to love from their DC Marvel work, but I'm not, I'm not checking out the new stuff over there. I don't know why. And there's, there's a couple of series. See, I was surprised at mine. Cause I, mine's got a lot of superhero stuff where I thought it'd be a lot of, I mean, there's some independence, but um, mostly it's the big creative teams. So we'll see here. And then Alex, um, I did. Mine is mostly independence, but I've got one from each of the other ones. So, let's get into it here, and uh, I will uh, start us off with my number five uh, best new series of twenty twenty one. And uh, if I can find my fucking notebook here, um, no, not that one. Here we go. Pull it up. Uh, my number five. It is a series that. We are not that far into, but I am caught up with what is out so far. And just like, I just can't imagine this based on this, uh, this writer going any kind of route that it would make me not like it. And the first two issues I feel like have been at a level where I, it feels like it needs to be on this list. And it definitely is. Uh, my number five is uh, human target by uh, Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Um, Everything about this book, the the idea for this book, the execution, the art, and the way that's being told is like the epitome of what Marvin enjoys in comic books. And like uh, there couldn't be a book that is more geared towards my mindset and what I want to read. And so I had to put Human Target on here, even though it's only been two issues. There's another one on this list. Actually, there's actually we'll talk about it later. But anyways. And so, like, I was thinking, I was like, do I, now that I have the option to put a completed story on here, and I was like, I feel like those two issues are probably 
two of the best issues that I've read all year. So like it, it's definitely going to be better than some completed series that I read all year. So I had to put it on there. I had to put it on there. My boy Marvin. Yes. Candid on my original list, uh, before I forgot that we couldn't do minis and then we changed it last second. Human target was my number one on my top five new series because how beautiful and perfect issue two was. Like I thought issue one was great. But issue two was just this series. That's what I'm one saying. of the best best comics I've ever read. That's what I'm saying about this series. There's some like there's some magic in this series. Maybe it's because Greg Smallwood and Tom King. Like we've had Tom King working obviously with a million uh, different artists. When ever since he's been doing these minis, right? He's doing Clayman in the Batman slash Catwoman book. You have Balik Esley in the Supergirl book. You have uh, Tom King working with uh, uh, Alex's favorite and Rorschach. Um, Shit, who the fuck was it? Jorge, uh, uh, no, what is it? Jorge, it is Jorge, but some Jorge something. Damn it. Fornes? Fornes, yeah. Jorge Fornes, yeah, your favorite, Alex. Um, Shit. And then Actually, with, that was fantastic. So, and then with Strange mind. Avengers, we have him working with a doc, and we have him working with uh, Mitch Kurads, which some of those relationships he's done before. Like, he's done Mitch before, <laughs> he's worked with Fortnite before, uh, Blitzkapli, I believe he hasn't before, but. The Greg Smallwood, like I know Greg Smallwood from Moon Knight and some other stuff that he's done, but Tom King I really haven't seen him with, and I think both of their styles like line up perfectly in this book. It's so fucking good, uh, and I it, there's no way for me to explain it besides like everything that if you listen to this podcast regularly or even if you like don't go back and listen to some of it and you see the books that I like if whenever I am gushing over a book if that's a book that you also love. This is also something you need to be picking up because it's like I said, it's like Tom King was like, "What is Marvin like? Let me make a book for Marvin." I was like, "Yeah, buddy, come on, let's go." You can target. Uh, that's Good my number dick. five. Uh, let's go to Alex next. Alex, you know, uh, brand new series of twenty twenty one. What's your number cinco? You know what? So I'm a rule follower, obviously. Uh, <laughs> before we before we uh, decimated the rules, Marvin. Uh, my. So I made my list last night because I freaked out going, oh, my God, I'm going to fuck up and I'm going to throw garbage on this list. So I actually did my homework. My number five is Ultra Mega, which I did check to make sure it came out. It did, yes. It came out March 17, 2021. Uh, James Heron and Dave Stewart on art. Uh, if you read any of Rumble, you're used to that art. And it is a art style that it does take some getting used to. Uh, but you got these extra sized issues. Each issue was $8. Oh, they were beautifully done. Is uh, uh, let me ask you a question because this was something I thought about too. Four issues are out, right? Correct. So, like, I've read the first two and they're fantastic, and I thought about putting this list, but like you stated, they're eighty pages each and they're huge books. It feels like I'm missing like six issues because I haven't read the last two yet. Um, and so that's why I put this list because I was like, "Fuck!" It feels like I've 160 pages. I can't justify. Be like, I haven't read 160 pages of this bitch yet, so I don't know why I'm worried so much. That, I actually, I actually read three and four tonight because I wanted to make sure that if I was putting a book on the list, that I at least could tell you it was good. From the first two, I don't remember reading the first two. I remember the first one because it was all that blood that went through the city uh, has scarred me from March 17th. But well, that was the day after my birthday, and that's why I was so scarred. Mm, mm. I thought of you, and I just couldn't get over it. Swimming in it like Kool Aid. But it was, I just I I read it again tonight, and I was like, you know what? If you are looking for a book that is it obviously does not take itself seriously, it is not necessarily funny unless you like grotesque funny things. 
Um, I don't think I've seen this much blood in a book since probably Deadpool DC, what, four years ago, five years ago? A little bit reminds me of, not in terms of humor, uh, as you just stated, it is, there's some funny parts, but it's not as humorous as this thing I'm going to say it's like, but the aesthetic and like the setting kind of reminds me of Borderlands a little bit. So like, it's like weird in that way. So if that's something that you like, like this, obviously, like I said, it's a different scenario and it's not really as humorous, but if you like a story that's like set in this world in which it's, it's, it is kind of dystopian post-apocalyptic, but also it's. It's its own thing. Like, I don't think I've ever read a book that feels that way that that book does. So, uh, and James Stokey's mm. art is just fantastic. You could stare at it for, you know, what James Stokey art reminds me of. And I was thinking about this, guys. You ever, uh, or you might, you might have dabbled yourself, or you might have had a kid in one of your classes that like would draw these things with a pen and he would be really detailed with his pen and he would draw something to be like, it'd be like, oh, that looks good. It, but it would be like overly detailed. That's, that's James Stokey's art. I just realized. So, and you know what? Looks good, especially for stories like this. It's not Stokey, though. Oh, you're right. It is it? It is the covers, isn't it? The covers. What I book am I thinking of? Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart is doing the the colors, right? Because I thought it was Herein. Yeah, you're right. It is. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of something totally different. Is it different? Their art style looks very similar. Yeah, it does. I'll give you that. Apartment. You're right. It is the guy who did Rumble. Yep, correct. You know what? That's right. He didn't write Rumble. He did. He it was uh, John Acuna who did. Yeah, Rumble. You know but... what? Stand by it. I stand by it. Same so thing. Same thing. I said about James Stokey. I agree. The same thing with uh, with him. So, Garrett, uh, you were five. Yeah. So I, I already talked about this one last week, but bringing it up again because I just read the annual and I'm like, God, this series is good. And that is The Joker, written by John Tinian the Fourth, with art by uh, Gillum March. Uh, came out the first issue came out March 9th and uh, of 2021. And um, you know what? I th- I hate this about the comic book industry is how much they try to fool readers into reading books because like this book is called The Joker. But it's told from the perspective of James Gordon. So for all those people that know know anything about comics and some for some reason they really like the Joker, they're going to go into this book and be like, this motherfucker's barely in it. Because it truly is James Gordon's book. Uh, it's him hunting the Joker all over the world, uh, trying to prevent him from doing what he's done in the past. Um, and it's also he's, you know, working with babs like internationally and you know he kind of goes he flashes back to some times of his his earlier days on the force and i you know i told you guys that i compare it to like criminal or like that texas blood it really is a focus on uh james gordon uh at his highlight his past and like what he's doing today because like he's not commissioner anymore so it's like what does a man do that it's been traumatized by this psychotic maniac and uh he's hunting him all over the world to basically get him back to being locked up because he's a loose cannon right now so not to say that joker doesn't show up but he he does i mean he's in it he's not the main character you're saying like gordon is yeah jim gordon's the main character it's told from his first person perspective so i really wish they would uh you know i know james tinian the fourth's leaving uh, dc comics um and I, it's going to suck because I think the book's so good. So, hey, I don't know. Am I imagining this or did they announce that Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor was taking over Batman? No, Joshua Williamson is taking over Batman. That's right. Okay. Then I did imagine it. 
Because when I was uh, doing some research, I was like, is Tom Taylor going to be the one on Batman? Because I knew James Tinian was leaving. Because actually, I looked at this book here uh, last week because you had recommended it. And I thought maybe I would be able to catch up by this week to see whether it would be on my list. Um, and I saw James Tinian the fourth was on it. And I went down a rabbit hole in my head being like, yes, he's leaving. And then I was like, who's taking over Batman? And then I for sure thought it was Tom Taylor. But uh, I'm sure they'll give him the reins one day, but uh, not today. Uh, number four. My number four is uh, uh, a book on this list that is also just starting out, but the uh, first two issues have not only surprised me, have been uh, two of the, I would say, most, it's weird to say fun because it, it the context of what, what's happening in the books is not fun. It's not supposed to be like a funny book or a fun book, but like I love the idea of it so much and I've loved so far of the story and and the places it's taken us that's different than what i expected that i find it super interesting and i i'm really enjoying it so far and that is the uh, dark knights of steel from tom taylor um and who's the artist of that i didn't write it down here oh here it is oh that was gonna be an honorable mention on mine but i can't remember the artist either it is yasmin purity and so uh i don't know if you guys have read the two issues that are out so far the second one but the some of the character moments in the second one and some of the uh, items that happened in the second one like really surprised me by the way that it's going. Like I didn't think that it would go that way, especially with some of the character moments. Um, and uh, so far, uh, it is one of those kind of stories where, you know, I, b- I believe I've said this before where it's like, you know, when we were seeing, um, God, what was it? What was that thing? Oh, when we were looking. So, for instance, the What If show, if anybody's seen it. My complaint was that, at least for what I've seen so far, it just feels like they're like, oh, what if this person was in this spot instead? And it's like the same story that we've seen a million times. You just change the piece of the recipe. And so when we're going into this book, we have certain characters in which they always fit certain archetypes and they always fit certain roles. And it could be a story set in this universe, this medieval kind of time where magic and and the uh, supers, Superman's family, Cal, the L's, are fighting against each other. But you still place people in their same roles. You saw Superman being the goody two shoes, you know, uh, uh, person who always has to do the best. You know what I mean? Green Arrow is like this kind of guy. But so far, in two issues in, they're literally not these people. They're like it's changed so much because they're in totally different environments, totally different scenarios, and they were raised different ways. And it feels that way. And I think that's an accomplishment to make it feel that way, but still realize that you still like some of these characters. And, and you know, they might betray some of what you thought of them uh, so far. At least there's some things that happened so far. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, uh, I didn't expect that. So uh, two issues in, but I think so far it's been fantastic. So when did two come out? Um, I believe this week or last week. Let me look. Uh, I got home. It came. I haven't gotten it yet, so I don't know. Today, yet. today, issue okay. two yeah, came, it came out, out today. today. Yeah. Damn. Look at Dude, you, Marty. Did Talk you read up. issue two? Me? Yeah, I read issue two. Dang, man. That's why I was I'm not so trying pro- to spoil. I'm so things. proud of my bros. Like, <laughs> guys, catching up. I'm super impressed with you, Marvin. <laughs> that's why I didn't, I didn't say any spoilers because yeah. I was like, it doesn't sound like you guys have read it yet. I didn't realize like nope. that's the thing though. I don't since we didn't do the forecast, I didn't even know it came out today. I just was like I saw it today when I was looking at what comics come out this uh like what comics are out recently, and I was like, Oh yeah, let me read the rest of that. <laughs> um 
But I will say there there's a couple things in there, and they're not really big spoilers. Like if I were to say them right now, like it's not going to ruin your guys' idea of the book. But I would like you to experience them yourself and see what you think. But uh, there are a couple character moments in this issue where I feel like I'm going to love where this story goes. So there you go, Tom Taylor, Alex. My my number four uh, came out on four seven twenty one. Uh, as of right now, it does stand as kind of a mini, but I know we're going to get back into it, uh, especially with that quote-unquote annual coming out here in the next couple weeks, is uh, Geiger by uh, Jeff Johns and, was it David Frank? No. Gary Frank. Gary Frank. I, did, I just wrote down their last name, so at least I knew who it was. Alex, but he's I, on our show right here, Gary. Gary. Son of a bitch. Your artwork is fantastic. Anyway. This is one of those books that, I, like, the first issue was enough to get me super stoked. Is it the best thing I've ever read? Read Probably not. But when you got Gary Frank on a book, you got Jeff Johns, who does know how to tell a very compelling story. And uh, like any other book I ever need, if you want to make the list, there's got to be some good feelings in it. Or in this case, almost to make me cry. When the son or the boy has leukemia, and they're going to kill him, and I'm like, fuck you, bastards. And guess who what? Uh... Geiger fucks him up for me. So, happy ending for me. And then they kill his dog. <clears throat> right? and, it's, and that's another thing. You got a two-headed wolf? Fuck yeah. That book screams Alex. Uh, there's nothing really super... Just I missed my like list, really Alex. break any walls. Like, there's yeah. nothing super stand out of it. That's, that's where I was with this. That's why I kind of missed my list. It was like, there's nothing about it that I'm like, holy shit, this is fantastic. But it is solid. If there's ever been a solid book... To recommend it is Geiger in terms of art and story. And really it scratches this itch of an anti-hero kind of story that it does feel a little kind of like, uh, kind of what's the word for this? Mad, not Mad Maxi, but also like it feels like a, a story in which anything can happen. And, yet, and it's like, it's gross. It is, uh, like you said, sometimes... Uh, a little scary and a little infuriating about the character choices. Like they're not good people in this book at all. Anybody really, even Geiger himself, like is questionable sometimes Um, except for turns out to be a good guy. But, um, but overall I feel like it's, it's, so it's not like a, a feel happy book at all, but it does scratch that itch to be like, sometimes you just want to be in the fucking dirt, right? You want to be a pig and you want to get down there and feel a little like, gross and then uh and then maybe find a hero within that that realm and i think that's what this is it's like if you are willing to go into the setting of this type of book almost like a sweet tooth uh into that kind of world where it, like it's not great but there are things that come out of it that might make you smile might make you happy might also make you uh mad and, and also cry so <laughs> i mean those fucking radon escrima sticks amazing and said, so this is what happens if Gotham got destroyed and Dick Grayson was still around, but he got irradiated. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I feel he is. So good. Alex, I mean. <clears throat> Sorry. Dry throat. All right. Um, my number four, I've also told you guys about. Uh, this one is <clears throat> more of a horror story. Um, this is The Nice House on the Lake by James Tinian IV and Alviro Martinez. Uh, the first issue came out June 1st um, of this year. And uh, so this book is about a man named Walter 
who invites 10 of his closest friends uh, to come stay at this, uh, basically like an Airbnb, like stay at this house. Um, they all arrive, they have, a, you know, it's like a, a party almost. And at the end of it, Walter lets them all know that they can never, they can't leave the house or the surrounding grounds because the rest of the world is being destroyed. Um, and so basically there's this, like, not necessarily a force field, but like a barrier uh, keeping them in the house and the surrounding area. Um, and if they try to breach the barrier or touch any landmarks on the property, it uh, gives them flashes to uh, what's going on outside the barrier of, you know, people dying and like the entire rest of the world going up in flames. Um, so I... It's hard to get this book. That's just kind of the beginning premise, but it's these 10 characters trying to figure out how to get out of this place, um, you know, and figure out why Walter did this in the first place. And, you know, it's I, I do give it a little credit that it's kind of like Lost, where you find a lot of story and flashbacks, then it takes you back to the current situation with each character. Uh, um, the art is beautiful. I mean, it is immaculate art. So I really recommend this if you're looking for a true horror book. It's very mind-bending. Um, the Walter character is pretty terrifying, if you ask me. And, you know, it's only, I think issue five has only just come out, five or six. So it's almost halfway. I think it's going to be ten issues. But I hugely recommend it. Man, James Tinian the Fourth is killing it in the horror genre, if I may do say so myself. Like uh, House of Slaughter and um, uh, ah, I can't think of what's called. Something, Something is, is killing something the children. Good. Yeah, and uh, I know this is all about new series, but God, if Something is Killing the Children somehow came out in December of 2020, it'd be on this fucking list. So I tell you, not to take a shot at Tinian because he's been on both of your books so far, Garrett. Uh, his, his independent work, fantastic. Obviously you do like the Joker stuff. Uh, I'm kind of excited for him to leave Batman just to get Joshua Williamson a chance to, to impress me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. His horror stuff. Fantastic. Hey, hey Gary, remember the, in the flash series from Williamson, it went down a route of the flash force. What was it again? Like something was weird about the flash force, right? Like, uh, it was like dying. The Speed Force was dying. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? I remember there was something I didn't like about the what he was... Oh, it's when there's, like, the Speed Force became, like, the Sage Force and the Power oh, yeah, Force and the, all these different forces. And it was like, no, that's stupid. Anyways, I do... Uh, Josh Wilson has been great in the past, so I do wish to see if he does well with Batman, but... I could also see it going on that route, so uh, we'll see where it goes. But also, he's great on, on uh, Birthright, as uh, Alice can tell you. So, um, My number three is going to be a very uh, unorthodox pick, and this is one that was on my list, and uh, I had totally forgot that it happened this year, even, because it was such a, kind of like a weird thing that they did, and <clears throat> it's only uh, a four issues instead of a mini. Usually, it's closer to six. Um but it is something that I think also kind of was the kickstart to a new, actually an actual ongoing series that's still continuing right now. And uh, I thought this these four issues did a great job and were I looked forward to them every single week. And I don't know at the time if there's a better superhero uh, comic coming out or even a Batman comic coming out. And that is uh, uh, Future State uh, Dark Detective from... Uh, Mariko Tamiki and uh, Dan Mora. 
So that's a good pick. Fucking perfect. Just like perfect future state, literally, of Batman. Issue one just came in at, at January 12th, and uh, it wasn't around for that long. Like, the fourth issue came out in February. I think it was, like, what, every two weeks? So that's why it yeah. feels like it was, like, really quick, and, like, I barely, when I was looking at this list, I was like, that was fucking good. Was that this year? And I, it was, and I was like, holy shit, it feels like that was so long ago because it was so quick. But those four issues may be some of the four best issues of Batman that have been written in a while, and then when they moved over to Detective, like, they still were doing great work over there. And, uh, um, I don't know. It's just those four issues. If you're looking for a Batman story you don't know anything about, you can just jump in four issues. Like those four issues are the perfect place to see if if uh, you know if bat- the comic book Batman is your thing because that's the epitome of what kind of Batman you'll be seeing in the comics. So uh, fantastic! I thought, especially Dan Moore art. Like this guy who comes in. From somebody who made claws and somebody who's been doing Power Rangers for a little bit while, and then was sticking to like the covers for a long time. And remember, for the longest time, you guys were like, "When's this guy gonna fucking make something again?" Ongoing, and then here he comes with Batman, Dark Detective, of course, baby, I'm in. That's the most thing. It's it's super beautiful, set in this kind of future uh, state, uh, future state, uh, kind of like Blade Runner meets Batman, and uh, it just it's so good. I just can't say enough good things about it, and it's. If you want some of this like pure entertainment and you know stick that thing in your veins and have a nice little four issue thing you want to read, that's Batman uh, Future State Dark Detective. So, <laughs> Alex, a long time ago, it was a long time ago, and like I said, it was like done within you know three weeks. So, or like yeah. not three weeks, four weeks, but still. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Uh, so this is my my one of my not cheats. This is the upgraded to when we did change it over. Uh, the Me You Love in the Dark. I was actually telling Garrett, and maybe I said it on the show. I finally read the whole thing. And part of it is that I've got uh, Scotty Young writing, which when he's not doing the hilarious work that he's known for, I almost like him even more. Just because there, there's another side to him that I really enjoy. And then you got uh, Corona's art, who these guys teamed up to do Middle West. And that was, if that was a 2021 book, that would be on my list. But you know what? It made 2020s. Um, this book was just creepy as shit. And especially when I did binge read these last three issues, you get this, this painter who's kind of lost her inspiration, goes to a house. Uh, something else lives in said house. And I don't know how to describe the, the relationship that these two end up having, but it was so mind numbingly scary. Uh, just if you want a, a nice cheap five issue horror book, this is the one to go for you. Nice callback to a lot of different stories that you may have read, whether it be uh, Shining or I don't know. That's the only one that came to mind. But guess what? There's other books in there. <laughs> hey, it's got a little Beauty and the Beast in there. Well, this is like, she almost has like Stockholm syndrome. So, mm-hmm. but uh, this book was fabulous, and actually, I would give this whole run probably a nine. The ending. I wanted a little bit more out of it, but guess what? Uh, pickers can't be choosers. So, hey, if you're don't you it, spoil that, you son of a bitch. I didn't spoil shit. There's no Wayne Tower exploding in the back. Don't worry. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, my number three. Sorry, I was blown up the creative team. I got uh, no surprise. Radiant Black by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. First issue came out in Febu- uh, February 10th. Um. Fuck yeah, Radiant Black is good. 
Um, the first five issues, uh, Kyle Higgins does, you know, kind of what he does best, and that's kind of he'll give you a story, um, and then like once you feel like you're getting used to it, there's a huge pivot, um, and the story takes a whole takes on a whole different direction. Um, you know, we started out with Nathan being our main character, and now it is Marshall. Sorry, spoilers if you're behind, but it's on issue ten, and that happened in issue five. Um, and it's been incredible. Marshall is doing this out of respect for his friend. Like he ha- has been falling in love with, uh, you know, being a superhero and being able to help others. Um, but he also, you know, he cares about his friend who's currently in a coma. And uh, gotta tell you, issue ten was a uh, was one of the, probably the coolest comics I've read this year because it was a black light edition uh, comic. Um, I bought it digitally and I bought the black light edition. Um, but it, they released it for everybody to read it under a black light because uh, he goes to the radiant realm basically to try and find something there that I can't spoil. Are you guys still getting this? I am. I am behind, but I well, yeah, I'm still getting it. Okay. Um, you know, say what you will about Kyle Higgins. You know, he's kind of been doing the smaller arcs. You know, there were some times where he like. We're all still like, why did you only do nine issues of Cowl or 11 or whatever it was? Because we're like, that book was actually great. Um, and I think this is going to be one of his better books of uh, his career because it it's taking the superhero trope and totally putting it on its uh, back because it's just good character study. Um, you know, there's a lot of humanity in Marshall and Nathan. Um, and I think this book is going to turn into something uh, really cool. So loving it. Uh, my number three is two. my number two is <laughs> uh, uh, a book that um, I caught up with and uh, via Garrett's recommendation and also because of uh, what I've been hearing about this book. So I decided to take a dip, turn out, but it'd be one of the uh, uh, surprises of the year for me. And that is uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El by uh, Tom Taylor and Daniel DiNucolo. Um, five issues out so far this year. But, it, it and you heard me talk about this earlier in the show. Me and Gary actually talk about the, uh, what, like first four issues on an episode prior. And it is it definitely is a series. Uh, the first three issues look beautiful. Fourth issue, yeah, it was somebody else, so I can't blame them. But anyways. Tom Taylor's work on this series, it could be a book that is very preachy. It could be a book that is very, uh, you know, heavy handed and on the nose, but it is a very subtle book. And I feel like this character that has really changed dramatically since when we known him as a super son, as one of the small kids, we gr- we've grown up with this character over the last, what, five, 10 years. And finally, we have Jonathan here fulfilling his legacy to be the main protector of Earth, or at least to a point of, uh, 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 his father leaving and he has to by a default be the uh, um, protector of earth and his uh, father having that conversation with him like this is your planet and you can do more for this planet than I could as an outsider and uh, those five issues um, have been nothing uh, short of amazing uh, uh, it, it is a series that definitely is heartfelt but yet action packed and uh what we've gotten so far in those five issues, I feel like if you're somebody who's looking for, you know, the Superman, the Batman might feel too old hat for you. Feel like that, you know, that's your parents' comic books. 
Like this definitely feels like it is this generation superhero without being super preachy, without feeling like that it's somebody trying to, you know, talk down to kids or also like pretend that they know what's going on. It definitely feels like they are really Tom is really uh kind of siphoned in and what exactly a character this age in, in this generation would want. So it definitely is this generation superhero and I feel like uh it's a, a joy and a pleasure to be reading it. So that's my number two, Son of Callow. By the way, Garrett, mm-hmm. was that you? Somebody sneezed in the background? It was not me, no. No, it was Alex. Okay. I was gonna say Jesus. No. Nobody for you guys? You got a ghost me. behind you or something, man? I swear I heard somebody sneeze. Anyways, I was just going to make a joke being like, Jesus Christ, so loud. Uh, but now I'm fucking I freaked. coughed earlier, but that was a cough, not a sneeze. Oh, did you cough? I heard that Mike? sneeze, and it wasn't me. Okay. And it wasn't me. It wasn't me. You sure? I mean, I did, I did like a snart where it was like a sneeze fart, but no, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got somebody there with you, uh, Gary? It, it could be, you know this, Marvin, when we used to game all the time. It could be my squeaky-ass chair. I did lean I know, back. I, I don't know. It, it was a sneeze. Squeak. I mean, it's not like a. Uh, but you're alone right now, right, Garrett? What? You're alone. I'm alone. House. I'm in a different room from anyone else in this house. But is there any so. main house right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, like maybe they two rooms over. Oh, well, well, fucking large sneeze. As I'm saying, calm it down. Fair, I know those. I know those walls aren't uh, quiet proof or you know soundproof. So who knows? Qu- no, they're quiet proof, but not soundproof. <laughs> 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 Alex, what's your number uh, two? My number two is Moon Knight. Came out July 2021. 20, Whatever. Came out this year. Hold up a second. Uh, Hold Jed up McKay this. and oh, okay. Alessandro Cappuccino. You know what? I got this book on a whim. I wasn't even going to put it down to get, and I jumped into it. And a part of it is that I think uh, when Marvin and I, and I don't remember if Garrett had read it or not, the uh, the Ellis run with um, was it Smallwood? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Smallwood yeah, art? I, I no, 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 no. It wasn't Smallwood. Smallwood did the Jeff Lemire one, which was Still the key. one. Still, no, no, no. It was um, uh, it was Ellis and God. I can see it. I can see it. Go on, move on a little bit. I'll I'll get back to it. <clears throat> so anyway, I I'm living on the coattails of reading that book. And you're right. It was Jeff Lemire and and uh, Smallwood did that one. I I want to get into a Moon Knight book, and so I I thought I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this a go. I read that first issue and I loved it. Read number two and it got better. Three, it just this book can consistently shows me that Marvel still can write good books. That does not have to be. And no offense to Spider-Man or X-Men, since I'm getting those books as well. But it can be a book that stands on its own. Uh, if Daredevil would have came out in 2021, Daredevil would have been on all three of our lists. But guess what? It didn't. So I'm um, Moon Knight. If you guys have you even given it a shot. Garrett, I think uh, I yeah, I'm, about I'm reading it. Declan Shelby. It's great. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's who it was. But yeah, this, this run of Moon Knight is amazing. Like, it's taken everything that we've read in the past, um, and it's him kind of dealing with his, you know, he's trying to really stay in control of his multiple personality or his dissociative identity disorder and trying to keep, like, his neighborhood safe. And I do love the costume changes. So like during the day he's wearing like a suit and he's got his like mask on. But then when he's crime fighting, he's got his cloak and like cape and everything. And he's like throwing moon daggers. I mean, 
the art's incredible, and the story has just been a lot of fun to follow. What, what, like it is. What's the suit guy called again? Mister Something. Mister Knight. Mister Knight. Um, how, how many issues are we he, in? He's essentially running a church. Uh, five. This is a series that I and now that you mention it, I do realize it was coming out, but I've totally skated past. And not uh, and Moon Knight is a series usually that I pick up. Um, and so I guess this one I kind of you know why? Because I feel like it was like, like some sort of a. <laughs> and this is this is totally on me. Like everybody can say stupid Marvin. By the way, you're gonna call me an idiot also in a second. But um, I guess that else to tell you that I've I've done that's dumb. Um, but uh, uh, like I was like I don't. That's gonna. They're just putting that out because the TV series is coming out. And then the trailer came out for that TV series. I go, that looks fucking good. All right. <laughs> now I'm in uh, to reading that comic. So um, I was mad about it. And then now I'm also like, hey, yeah, let me read that. Uh, but you guys are right. Like. That character has such a rich history, but he also has a very messed up history. Like people have removed parts of his history, uh, taken it back, also made it like he he imagined it. So it's so like it works for the character because you have a guy here who has a a, a multiple personality disassociated disorder or something like that. And so and so he literally like because of all the creators trying to put their spin on this guy. Like it fits for this character because also he doesn't know what the fuck's going on either. So uh, I mean, it really is kind of a book that you can jump into any start of the series and and totally still be caught up because uh, guess what? Nobody knows what is definitive in his origin anyway. So, um, but, uh, and I think that's what's so strong about this book though is that the they do talk about his his mental stability, but most of the time he is so focused on making sure he does do the right thing because he's now a a leader of a quote unquote church. So yeah. when he's Mr. Knight, he's he's all business, and then obviously he's got to protect his flock during the middle of the night, and that's when he becomes Moon Knight to go fight these whomever he's got to fight. Which is that's, um, a, that's an interesting story. So that's what makes me interested when you guys said that, like he's a leader of a church now. Like once again, interesting take on the character, a character that doesn't really have an origin and kind of really does. So it's a character you can kind of mess with like that. So that sounds really good. Who does the art? Uh, yeah, but you know. Cappuccino, you're right. Cappuccino. Garrett, number two. <laughs> uh, so this is where I cheated, okay? But I think it, I think you guys will allow it. So my number two is the Nightwing run that started with Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo with issue 78 that came out on my birthday, March 16th. That's not cheating. We've done, that. We've done that in the past. That's not cheating. That's like yeah. A, that's like a reset. Okay. Because I was going to do it for Detective, but I didn't feel like Detective... Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. strong as that dark detective, so I didn't do that. And this one too, I actually thought about it, and I was like, I don't feel like I'm caught up enough to once again justify putting me putting this on my list. But go ahead and tell them why it's on your list. Well, you know, Nightwing, uh, he's had a rough go of it the last five years. I mean, for some idiotic reason, he became Rick Grayson for about a year. Shaved his head. <laughs> yeah, he shaved his head. He got shot by uh, what was the guy? Uh, uh, Y2K Beast, is that who was his KGB name? KG Beast. KG Beast. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's the guy who was going to reset all the computers. Yeah. Um, but that horrible storyline, you know, for some reason, I uh, I think I dropped it for a bit. And then I saw that, like, you know, Dick Grayson was coming back as, like, Nightwing and Dick Grayson. And I was like, thank God, because that was just so shitty. Um. And so there was, I think, I think it was Dan Jurgens took on Nightwing for a little bit. And then now it's in the hands of Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. Uh, for me, Tom Taylor is one of my favorite writers. And Bruno Redondo 
is one of my favorite artists that he partners with. Like uh, I've been thinking of the Injustice series uh, because if there's a character he gets very well, it is Dick Grayson and uh, a lot of the uh, younger Bat characters. Um, and huge emphasis on Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. Um, the I you'd be very surprised going into Nightwing book that this is very much so a team up book of him and. Uh, bad girl because you know there's romance in this book there's their connection they're flirting all the time they got each other's backs um and it's a really good story following those two you know trying to help each other out in gotham and burnside um also there's a new edition of a dog um so you know anytime you add a dog to a story you know i think of like the hawkeye of lucky the pizza dog that everyone's falling in love with uh you know nightwing's dog which i don't know the name right now Bailey, um, Bailey. lily lily that's right bailey haley bailey douchebag yeah that's her what it what is it haley haley oh, haley circus correct where his parents died. Wow, that's that's low. Um, uh, <laughs> but the book is so good. The art is incredible, and like I really feel like uh, we have our Dick Grayson back um, <laughs> because I think uh, you know the guy. He had to wear a red costume for a while. He gets shot in the head. Becomes Rick. He's like, I'll just drop the D and add an R. Um, and then now he's back to the uh, boy teen wonder that we know and love. And like, I mean, that's his name I, though. Richard, huh? That's his name, Richard. Yeah, you can go by Rick. But but Rick, I guess he can. But not when you've been going by Dick your whole life. So, um, anyway, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes you, the, you uh, if you've been Dick I, all your life, don't want to go with the the Rick. All right. <laughs> but I, I really think I do recommend this book for everybody because uh, if you know that uh, you are a big fan of Dick Grayson and Batgirl, you know your hashtag couple. Definitely get this book because you'll get a lot of those moments uh, of their relationship and uh, Dick trying to figure out what to do um, with some inheritance and uh, the sins of his father. So uh, that's all. I'll leave it there. I'm sure you got. Well, Alex, I know for sure knows the twist. I'm not sure if Marvin does about who he meets uh, in this run with Tom Taylor, but it has been great. I might know. Who knows that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say it. My number one, by the way, here's where I'm a fucking idiot because I'm going to reveal my number one so I can say it's now. Uh, I started out this conversation being like, you know what? No Marvel on my list, barely any DC, and uh, a lot of other stuff, but only Marvel DC in this list. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Um, I, I think it's because a lot of these books, if you look at my list, aren't your typical ongoing series. We have Human Target, we have. Uh, um, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, Dark Detective, Superman, Son of Kal El. So they're not your typical, like they're ongoings. And so for me, it didn't feel like I was reading Marvel DC. Turns out that's all I'm fucking reading. Um, <laughs> at least for new series. When yeah, we you get, are an idiot. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least when we get to uh, best books of the year, I have way more choices that aren't Marvel or DC. But for some reason, this list is filled with them. And to uh, cap off our list here, my list, my top five, is a book when we originally started to get it. Uh, I didn't really have high hopes for it except for one reason. And um, when we read the first issue, I was uh, blown away. And it's a book that I literally have not stopped thinking about since I finished. we finished it uh, and talked about it. 
and it's still I still think about it. And in terms of, uh, in terms of this, this is uh, Justice League: Last Ride by a Zdarsky and Miguel Mendoza. Uh, but I literally have not stopped thinking about, like, literally, I was like, this that's the perfect Batman in that book. Like, that is Batman. And it's like the perfect representation of that character I've ever seen. It's the perfect Superman. It's the perfect Wonder Woman. Like, Chip has literally made a, a seven-issue series that totally gets every one of those characters correct. And not one person feels like they're fake or feels like it's not that character. But it also is like the best I've seen that character being written in forever. And it really is a super engaging story and a super unique story. And it, it relies more on character moments than actual plot. Uh, cause the plot really isn't super interesting, but the character moments are fantastic. And I literally been thinking ever since the, the last issue came out about that Superman Batman relationship and that whole Martian Manhunter situation, like that issue where they, where he sacrifices himself and the way they, they both react to it and what comes out of that from their, how the relationship is, is, uh, ruined because of that. Uh, it literally something I've been thinking about for the longest time because, uh, it's like, that is absolutely how they both would have responded and it's absolutely perfect to how they both would have responded afterwards. And it's interesting seeing those characters put aside that to do this job. And then through this job, learn to be friends again and then learn to be on it first, learn to be on a team again and then learn to be friends and trust each other again. And I think that's what that whole story is about. Really. It's more about a story of two people, two friends on a team that uh, really learned to be friends again and really learned to trust her again over a traumatic moment that they both had. And they both didn't realize that it, it changed them in a certain way and the way that they thought. And they had to kind of step back from themselves and, and realize that. And they kind of worked through it together over the seven issues. And really, for a DC book, and it really is kind of, I'm not sure if it's out of continuity. It feels like it uh, totally because of uh, what happens with a certain character in that book. Um, but... Uh, it definitely feels like it doesn't have it didn't have to be like a black label book to tell that story, but it certainly feels like he did whatever he wanted with that story. And so there's not really it doesn't really doesn't feel restricted at all. It feels like that's the story he wanted to tell. And uh, I thought it was great. It really is like the biggest surprise of 2021 for me, and it really is probably the best new series I read this year. I I give that uh, yeah a lot of credit. I mean that book is what I pictured the Justice League as, like how the Justice League should operate. So that was... So whenever really Bendis is done, come on, get my chip boy over there. Cheap Zdarsky. I think the only thing, like, when you said that you've thought about this since we stopped, since we were done talking about it two weeks ago, uh, after we got done talking about it, that's the last I remember thinking about it. <laughs> Damn shade. I've literally been thinking about it. I was at the grocery store uh, like two days ago, and I thought about it. <laughs> because I really was just like, man, that's the best Batman and Superman writing I've seen. Like the ju- them on a Justice League team together that I've seen. Like because I even said this in my, my review of the last issue. Usually, when Justice League comes out, the person who's writing it fucks it up. It's either super boring or super convoluted. Like nobody can really get a Justice League book that is good. Even when um, Jeff Johns was on it was on it for the longest time. Uh, even his Justice League was like good, but also it's like it wasn't like amazing. It was like solid all the time. But like this, like this team feels like the Justice League 
that I know and that I like and also can have room for great action scenes and 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 Flash was actually funny because you have somebody like Chip who actually is funny writing that character, but also you have somebody who can go to those moments with Superman, Batman, uh, and uh, make them feel real. And so I've literally been thinking about that since then, being like, God, that was so good, and I'll never see those characters ever again. Maybe I would. I don't know. We don't know what that tease at the end. Maybe we will. Pastrella, what do you think? Number one. Uh, you know what? Garrett already touched on my number one. It is the one book that I think has done the best job of reinvigorating a character that uh, spent a long time being someone he wasn't, and that would be Nightwing. I, uh, Tom Taylor knows how to write that character and make him feel like he's Dick Grayson. The fact that he is lighthearted, and even in this, I, I did binge read the last three to make sure that this could make uh, the spot on my list. And it's when Batman and <clears throat> and Dick Grayson are fighting uh, the magistrate together, and Dick is is given the commentary of them fighting, where you know Dick Grayson distracts them, and then Batman beats the shit out of him quick. And this the biggest moment. I was going to send you guys this picture, but I didn't want to give away my number one. Was Dick Grayson thanks Bruce for helping him, and he goes, "You know what? My parents died in this alley. I will not lose my son to the same way." And I thought, oh, right there, right in the feels. And uh, to be fair, Tom, I don't care. It's right now we're stuck in this middle fear state crap. But even though it's in the middle of this, it still feels like a, a Nightwing book. And it still feels like Tom Taylor is making reference to what he has to be telling for the arc, let alone he still gets to tell the story that he wants. And that's focused on Barbara and Dick Grayson who may never say it out loud again for a while that they love each other, but they share a kiss. They share this romantic feeling with each other and everyone can see it. So it's very palpable. This book has everything that you may want in the Dick Grayson Nightwing book uh, and does it so fluidly. Well, I suppose that uh, takes it to me. My number one, literally, that had come out a week earlier. It would be too far away. Uh, my number one is Batman Catwoman by Tom King and Clay Mann slash Liam Sharp. Um, this book came out on December 1st of 2020. So luckily we got the exception this year that, uh, you know, for our ongoings, they could start that year or start that month. Um, this book is what I think is perfection. I mean, Clay Mann's art. With uh, the Phantasm, with Poison Ivy, Batman, Catwoman, uh, the story that's taking place uh, presently, well, I guess technically in the future, and the present story is just so much fun. Um, You know, it's a Christmas story. It literally is taking place uh, during Christmas. You know, there's, it's like the 12 days of Christmas. Um, And it's funny that that started in December, and now here we are in December again, and it's still not done. Because it comes out every other month. Uh, I saw the next issue, 9, comes out uh, December 21st. Um, Are you guys both caught up on this book? I'm sure you are by this point. No. What? No, I'm not I'm like four issues behind. Wow. Binge it. Like, binge read it. I'm surprised. so good. To hear that you enjoy this, and actually it's probably a credit to... Uh, uh, the Tom King and Clay Mann is that I know at the end of Batman you weren't really a fan, 
And so when they announced this, we're like, at least we'll get to see the end of what this was supposed to be. And so for you to be like, it's great shows that given the uh, freedom to tell a story that he would wanted for that end of Batman, it probably would have been good at the end. So, yeah, I think uh, it truly is a case of editor control. Cause like, remember like when Tom King left and James Tini the fourth game on Batman, what a shit show for Batman in that time. Um, but yeah, this book is immaculate. Like uh, I don't say you'd have to read Tom King's Batman run it. It adds a lot of, uh, you know, context clues to this series, but it is just like, you know, at the end of Batman Returns with Danny DeVito and Michael Keaton and everything, when, like, he sees Catwoman potentially in the alley, but you just don't know, like, you don't actually see her or anything until she stands up in front of the signal. It's kind of like that, like, atmosphere where it's like a very, you know, atmospheric Christmas, like, horror. Um, you know, there's some sexuality with, like, obviously Bruce and Catwoman. You know, there's Lost. There, there's the new Huntress, like, their daughter, Helena. You know, there's just so many cool elements to the story, and I'm so glad it's not over yet. I'm going to be sad when it's over. Uh, I can't believe we're already almost issue nine. You know, probably going to take till next December to finish. Um, and they did switch the artist. So starting with issue seven, it's Liam Sharp. It looks, and I looked, seven, eight, nine are all done by Liam Sharp. So I would imagine that Liam Sharp is going to finish off the story. That's fine. Um, I like Liam Sharp. Yeah, I like Liam Sharp, but man. Like, there's something about Clay Man's art, too, though, that just, like, oh, I love Clay Man's art. And so Liam Sharp is a good good person to hand the baton off to. Um, but if anyone's not reading this book, I say you get it. You don't need to read anything else besides this, like, to get any context on what's going on in the story. It is just fucking perfection. Like, definitely recommend. Especially Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Go get a Christmas Batman book. That'll blow your mind. There you go, the best new series of 2021. Uh, top uh, books there. We have uh, Justice League Last Ride, Batman, Catwoman, and uh, Decent Nightwing. Was that? Nightwing. Nightwing uh, from Pastrella. We have Tom Taylor, Tom Taylor, and Tom King. Tommy, you know, uh, 2021, uh, it looks like, for this year. And uh, you know what? All DC books, so. Uh, hey, real quick, one of my honorable mentions was yeah. going to be May's book. By me, me, me as well. And I thought about it for so long because it's three issues, and I know I made exceptions for two other books on this list that are only two issues in, but May's book is like my number six. Like, it's right there. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I thought about beautiful. it, and it, it's beautiful, it's touching, it's fantastic, but uh, I really wanted to put Human Target on there and this uh, Dark Knights of Steel because those books you know what it it is kind of like if you look at my top five it really is not a top five of a lot of sad stuff and i feel like at least the last two years i kind of want to read escapism versus realism and may's book is kind of depressing uh and so that's true i feel like all my at least my top five is a lot of uh escapism and that's kind of where my mind's been for the last uh 12 months so um but, but you know when we come to ongoing books, going to be a lot of sadness because I've been reading those for a while. So who knows? <laughs> and next week we'll talk about our best writers and artists of 2021, top five writers, top five artists. Uh, that's free game for anybody. And as everybody knows who's been a fan of the show for a while, Jeff Lemire has been the king for a while. And I think even last year. Did he win last year too? He won for me. You guys disagreed uh, with we me. We split. 
we split. Um, I don't even remember. But who knows? This, this year, I tell you what, this year is going to be the most vibrant year of books uh, and artists and writers for the fact that um, there's way more. Jeff Lemire, who knows? You might be dethroned even further than normal. That's the thing. I was looking at my list and like, or what I've been reading for this past year. And it's so, there's so many good things. There's not, just not a lot of new stuff that I've picked up this year, but ongoing, speaking of things that I've been reading for a while, like there's tons of great books and it's going to be very hard to look at those and pick a top five. And then it's also going to be a little difficult to figure out uh, what are the top five artists and top five writers of 2021. The lucky thing is, a lot of those books are usually by the same kind of person. And so uh, uh, there are a couple that are clear front runners for that, for those top lists. But, you know, there might be a surprise here and there. Who knows? Yeah, it's not like you could forget Chris Samney one year. Uh, Listen. Uh, <laughs> happens to all of us. But... <laughs> Listen, I was going to. ragging on Marvin tonight. Alex. I was gonna say I was gonna say Garrett when you brought up Batman slash Catwoman, and this is 100 percent true. I'm not just saying this. When you brought that up, I was like, "Who's writing that book?" I go, "Oh yeah, it's Tom King." And I was like, "Why am I not getting that book?" Like, I'm the biggest (laughs) Tom King fan out of the three of us, and I'm not reading that fucking book. Like, at least I'm not caught up. I'm reading it, but I haven't caught up to that book. You're still you're still ahead because it comes out every other month. So I know when you said only nine's out, I was like, "Oh okay, so I'm not. I could read it and catch up, and uh, you know, next summer we'll figure out how it ends." So. Um, there we go. Uh, remember uh, to always visit our sponsors, RainbowComicsAndCards.com for all your comic book needs. And then also visit RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. Swamp Thing was a book that was uh, brand new this year, and uh, I thought about it, but I'm not caught up enough to, once again, put that on my list. But uh, I've been hearing good things. People like it. So um, I'm caught up. Issue 10 comes out this week, which was supposed to be the finale. And on the cover, it says, due to popular demand, expanded to issue 16. Right. So it's 10 out of 16 this week. There we go. 16 seems also kind of weird, but you know, you take what you can get from the Swampy. So go there. RootsOfSwampThing.com is a place you can go and you can always like, there's always cool things about learning more about the history of this character, the publication history, the character history, and then just cool knickknacks that uh, John Boylan finds around the country and it gets sent to him. So yeah, I ever like to see a Swamp Thing uh, sleeping bag? They got one. They got one. You would think that for a character, you know what? It's the, how he looks. There's some shit that comes out for that guy. You're like, why would you ever make that for him? But the way that he looks is very unique. You're never going to see like a John Constantine soap dispenser, but you'll see a Swamp Thing soap dispenser. <laughs> Man, maybe a ashtray, but that'd be fun. <laughs> Speaking of, of which, oh no, you guys are caught up. Never mind. Um, uh, there we go. Uh, WednesdayComics.com is the website. Go there and subscribe to this show or follow whatever uh, your comic book provider calls it now. Um, you can also go to Twitter at WednesdayComics is the show at Garat2188 at Alex, excuse me, the AP Keaton and at Marvin underscore Saguero is the place to go. Go to uh, WednesdayComics.com and also leave us a message. Let us know what your best books, uh, best new series of 2021. And if you want to leave a message of what your top writer or top artist was of 2021, uh, that would be great also. Um, I honestly, uh, like am, was super pumped to look at this list and like looking through what's coming up in the next couple of weeks about this is a good year and it doesn't really, it didn't feel like it for some reason, but looking back at it, good year, especially considering I feel like 2020, we had that big gap uh, and I feel like we're making up for it in 2021. So, 
Um, and as you stated to Garrett before, we have James Tinian moving on to do his own thing. You have, and we just spoke about a couple episodes ago, Scott Snyder doing his thing with Comixology and Jeff Lemire just doing whatever the fuck he wants, uh, wherever he wants. And it's, so you have a lot of options now that people really didn't have in years past. And so you're getting a lot of good stuff because you're getting a lot of, it's, it's now easier than ever to put out a comic and, but uh, to get eyes on it, it's still a little difficult, but these are writers that have proven themselves in the big two and then get a, an audience and then move on to do stuff that they actually want to do. Not that they want to do Batman, but you know, if you have somebody breathing on your back, your, your back saying, you know, Batman, he can't, you know, he can't go down on that. on Catwoman can't happen. <laughs> do you remember that story? Yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. That's not what heroes do. All right. That's villain shit. <laughs> yeah. They just fuck every issue, but they can't determine the way they fuck. Cool. This is a guy who fucks with his mask on. All right. I think he's going to get down there. <laughs> <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Remember that scene in Batman Forever where he walks in in his full Batman suit and Nicole Kidman has like been waiting to uh it looks like just fucking jump this guy when he walks in and, and have his kids. Um but I was thinking I was like, <laughs> that would have been the perfect opportunity because we've never seen it on film of the classic Naked Batman with a cowl on. We've never seen it, but we've seen it in comics multiple times. And I'm just waiting for it. Maybe we'll get a little Robert Pattinson like that. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, there we go. 2021. Join us next week for the continuation of a reward season. And we'll see you then from Wednesday Comics. My name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay warm and keep turning those pages. But it's fine, but it can be